0: Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hey! What up? Um, yo, yo, yo. Um, How's everyone feeling today?
1: I am. Better if uh, if you guys listened last week, uh, my back was hurting me, and uh, <clears throat> over the weekend I celebrated my birthday, and I got too um, careless, I guess, with my walking, and I tried to hit the garage door button and like run under the the garage door like we did when we were little, and uh, yeah, I planted wrong, totally messed up my heel, and if you saw me at the match on. Saturday, you saw that I was super hobbling, and um, but yeah, I'm doing better, so I'm glad to be here. How about you, Alan? How are you doing?
0: I'm feeling better. I'm bringing back the uh, the lavender cheetah, whatever, hey. in a more in a more happy setting because uh, we don't have to talk about the team doing poorly. Uh, but yeah. no, things are going all right. We're winding down the end of the school year, so. Uh, it's almost that time of a nice, Zen. Chris, what's up with you, man? <laughs> man, everybody's
2: like, how's the ankle? Uh, and it's
1: not the ankle, it's the heel. Let's get it straight. You know, it's very important. So, <laughs>
2: Hey, you know, I'm doing good. Um, pretty crazy day today. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that in a bit, but doing good. Had a pretty bomb three-day weekend. Can't complain. And uh, I'm just happy to be sitting here with (laughs) y'all.
0: Yeah, so before we kind of start talking about the game, uh, there's some stuff that came out um, the week leading up to this home match. um, And one of them is uh, home, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is a museum in Gaslamp and they uh, are trying to do a fundraiser right now to stay open and to uh, keep possession of that building. I will make sure to put the uh, link to that fundraiser in the show notes. Um, I don't think they put a bit.ly out, Uh, but if you scroll through um, the bum or the locals uh, it's uh, a tweet pretty far down, but it saved the gas lamp museum uh, if you go to GasLampFoundation.org slash Save the Gas Lamp Museum, you can see it on the screen below. Uh, you can donate now to uh, help them stay operational. Um, and hopefully uh, you get on and do that. They have a GoFundMe and a PayPal if you, you can choose one or the other.
1: Yeah, that's uh, super important for the history of, the gas lamp, but also San Diego and Bum. So, if you have the means, uh, definitely try to send some money that way. It's a ho- historical building. So,
0: correct. Yeah. Uh, and the other fundraiser was just announced, uh, I believe today. I think it was today uh, that the locals and um, I think Chavos are teaming up with uh, the Rainbow Loyals. Uh, to um, bring awareness because it is Pride Month, um, and to um, celebrate but also to kind of bring awareness about what Pride is um, and what it isn't, Um, they're teaming up and doing kind of a fundraiser. Um, and also, I believe that they're going to have some other things coming out later this month. Uh, and I know the team just announced that the July 24th date is the playing the Pride night Um, and they're going to be doing a loud and proud section and donating to SD pride. Uh, This is a specific section. If you buy tickets, 20% of your tickets go to uh, SD pride. So there is tons of stuff for you to get involved in the community. uh, If you just want to donate, uh, but also to just engage that community uh, and to gain a little bit of understanding and support uh, for um, a group of folks that I know uh, San Diego loyal has spoken up for. Um, And having uh, the only out male soccer player in the United States um, on the team, this means a lot. Um, So there's tons of ways to get involved and to donate. um, And I would recommend that you um, follow the locals um, Twitter for more information about uh, that uh, teaming up raise awareness and funds for the LGBT Center, a youth housing project. Whoops, I clicked on a button that I didn't want to click on. Youth housing project with a special focus on LGBTQ plus and HIV positive youth. Uh, And you can make a pledge for amount, uh, every goal scored during this month. Uh, So get on that. Um, I believe we've retweeted it. If not, then um, we will make sure to do that. So you see that. What are you guys drinking on?
1: Oh, thank you, Alan, for that stuff. Um,
2: and Alan, we, thank
1: you. No, Bye. yeah, no. We are we are always talking about the. Um, I had to burp before I say said, some, said something, but we always talk about the community and USL and the supporters, and I think this is just uh, it's just a testament and kind of a continuation of what um, uh, Andrew said on our last episode about getting involved with the community and San Diego itself specifically. So yeah, all that information, look on Twitter. That's where probably your best source. But, um, oh, wash hands, okay. Washing hands, okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought that was last year. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
2: just trying I- to create the emoji, but the words yeah. came through instead. Yeah. Love it. Love
1: if you if you guys don't know what we're talking about and you're listening to this later on, like we have a live stream every week too, so like there are some quirks that we talk about. Sometimes they don't get edited out because we're like seeing comments from our supporters and listeners. So thank you.
2: Yeah, I want to chime in on that too, just real quick though. The chavos mm-hmm. and the locals. I think it's dope that the groups come together. Um, I I always mm-hmm. think that's awesome. Um, just because like. You know, it's a chance. I'm sure there are a lot of folks in the locals that identify with the chavos, you know, and you know, so there's obviously the the cross mesh that happens between supporter groups as well. And sometimes, some of the things, you know, when you have a group that's really pinpoint or focused on a particular cause or like a demographic, you know, like they're always kind of doing those sort of things, you know. And so with the bigger general. Supporter group, you know, like they're trying to do a lot of different things. So, I mean, I think uniquely it's it's cool to see that combination for sure um, for them to get involved in each other's things. And, uh, you know, the world's a better place because of all the supporter groups, people wanting to volunteer their time and do extra, extra cool curricular type stuff. So what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at?
1: They're not laughing. Me? Okay. <laughs> well said.
2: i just felt really giant on the screen there i felt like i was one of those uh, (laughs) you had
1: your you had your your soapbox that you could be on
2: it was dope
1: virtual soapbox um no i was smiling because we want to talk about you know supporters eventually um but uh, i think we need to talk about what we're drinking first and then we can go into that Okay, that's very important right (laughs) what are you drinking chris
2: well you know tonight I am on back on the brown ale. It's my last can of the Second Street mm. uh, brewery in Santa Fe. Um, but while I'm talking about brews, I picked up some desert water from Bow and Arrow mm. Brewing Company here you, in New Mexico. You did. I got a four pack. I'm gonna send out cans to you.
1: Thank you via
2: Coldy Cartel. So it'll come out eventually. Okay.
1: Thank so, you. Uh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, Desert Watered. If you if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, I'm a seltzer fan. I don't drink beer, hard seltzer. And there's this really beautiful cup and glass that they posted of their Desert Water Hard Seltzer, and I had to have it. And they're based out of New it. Mexico, so I
2: haven't seen the glass, but I'll go back. We'll see.
1: Oh, that's okay. I don't need a glass. It's just another glass <laughs> in my collection. But yeah. I am drinking, speaking of seltzer, I'm drinking Quirk, Spiked and Sparkling. It's Blackberry Sage from Boulevard Brewing. Mm. I don't know if you can see that.
2: I can see the blackberries.
1: Yeah, it's super good. Probably my favorite uh, new find from last year when I started really exploring lots of seltzers. And the only place that I've seen it available is at my local uh, liquor store down the road. And... He knows that I like seltzer. So every time I walk in, he's like, oh, I have this one. I have this one. So it's really nice, you know, to support your local little, you know, small business liquor store. But, you know, and then they know what you want when you walk in. So it's perfect. So
2: is that like kind of a sour?
1: I would say, I don't know, because my taste buds have changed since I stopped drinking beer. And so I think seltzer is definitely like more of an acquired taste. But, yeah, it's. More of like a, a light, sour, like not as um, tart, I okay. guess. But still kind of on that like fruity palette, so to say. Like uh, Glenn is hard, so basically fizzy beer. Um, mm, more like a, a Zima or like a, a Smirnoff <laughs> ice or something, you know, something more like a lighter... Alcoholic drink, I would say, not as not heavy like beer.
2: You know what Something it reminds like... me of? It reminds me of a warm LaCroix or like a warm, yeah, like Fresca. If that's right. you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. warm, it's like eh, eh, it's killing me, it's killing me. I'm gonna have to put on a purple <laughs> lavender cheetah top. <laughs> <laughs> Let well, me clear my throat. Right. Well
1: seltzer is like with just the fizzy with the with the like if you had um a soda water at this at this restaurant or you know, but this one spiked, so
2: Yeah I like that. Don't drink and drive.
1: No, definitely not. Bartles and James yeah I don't know I don't know all about that but okay Clint that's
2: like some wine
0: cooler he's like he's (laughs) that's like
2: old school (laughs) that's like
0: 1990s right (laughs) there he just aged
1: himself although although Marissa (laughs) did
0: just mention Zima and Smirnoff Ice yo I remember the commercials for that I'm surprised she didn't go like Mike's Hard Lemonade (laughs) Like, damn
1: i actually only have like one mike's hard lemonade in my lifetime well maybe i had not your
0: father's root beer
2: not your father's root
0: beer
1: well maybe that's that. pretty good uh, yeah mission brewing,
0: had, mission brewing had an alcoholic root beer for a while it's pretty decent i'm drinking water so i am wow. no fun i yeah it's a long day for me so i need to stay hydrated <laughs> oh, yeah, he
1: needs he needs he has a occasion after <laughs> this you know that he probably has to be sober for
0: yes i have to actually like make decisions and vote on things and but but let's talk about the cup
1: it looks sage
2: can't wait for you to get to that meeting and find out that they got beers there that's all
0: Um, (laughs) no we we usually drink afterwards but you gotta be functional during the meeting brew brew, I don't need that encouragement buddy I appreciate it but (laughs) he's trying to peer pressure me Um, yeah it's just a normal (laughs) glass it's fun nice Um, yeah (laughs) so that's what we're drinking um Chris you have some news to share about some stuff happening in your neck of the woods that's pretty exciting yeah man uh just launched a supporters group today
2: um so, you know a supporters group for New Mexico United it's called nice. Black Diamonds and uh you know basically the group is is has come together to essentially promote and celebrate black culture and community into the soccer world you know into the realm of New Mexico United. You know, the curse community, um, It's it's been a long time coming, like, exactly about two years, in fact, of just planning and just talking with different heads and, you know, really trying to get people kind of, you know, just involved or just really seeing, like, you know, the vision behind it, you know, definitely a lot of, I think when it first came about, there was definitely a lot of that early worry that, like, mm-hmm that creating groups that like, you know, kind of focus on like, like demographics or ethnicity, like that it would somehow, you know, that it would pull apart, like one supporters group. But I think given the course of things that have happened over the last couple of years, um, that, you know, that folks kind of see it differently. Everyone's like, wow, this is really cool. And it's, it's awesome to celebrate cultures and to you know engage with cultures, right? Because how else would you like get to taste all the yummy cuisines and whatnot? Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, love like,
1: I love it, Chris, it's, it's just, totally you. And yeah. I also like, well, like when I think of Black Diamond, I think ski, ski route. And like, then right. I think of Taos, which I've been, which is also in New Mexico. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect.
2: Well, look, Great. here's here's something interesting, the, the name Black Diamonds, right? So, I mean, it, it does come from, like, the actual shield. So the New Mexico United Shield has that black mm-hmm. diamond in it with the 18. And so that diamond in there, it's kind of like, the way I, I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's like a diamond, like, in the rough, you know? And then that kind of paired with the personal experience that I have of sometimes being one of maybe 15 black folks in the midst of 8,000 plus, right? So, you know, so for me, that was where the name came from. And then it just kind of bared more simile to what a refined diamond looks like, which is like the one you see, where it's like this beautiful gem, mm-hmm. you know? But maybe the way it starts off, it starts off very marred and very, you know, just, just very like, earth in the dirt, if you will. So that's kind of the poeticness of it all.
0: So,
1: well done.
0: Yeah, I really, I really like it. Um, I think it gives folks a touch point into a um, into a group that maybe makes it a little more accessible, um, a little bit more um, friendly. I don't, I'm not sure that's the right word, but it alleviates some of that. I am the one of this person representing in this giant group is you have this support group uh, to help not only bring folks in, but also educate the folks that are there. So less like we're this separate entity doing our own thing, but rather we're this resource both ways, but also a way of representing your community, right? Like each in San Diego, every community in every neighborhood has their own personality and each part of the city brings their own unique take to what is San Diego and I think having multiple supporters groups representing as part of one big supporters group uh, allows people a entry that is uh, less What's um, the word I'm looking for um,
2: this it, well, is a great soft, podcast softens the barrier right I mean yeah Ooh, you, you look beautiful. at some of
0: these, like, really large supporters groups. Sorry to beard beard hair. Uh, <laughs> these really large supporters groups.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what it, it
0: is. It looks intimidating, right? <laughs> you, you walk up, and there's these tons of people, and you're like, how do I insert myself? And some yeah. folks might not be outgoing, but they're like, hey, I see this person who looks like me, represents me. I can go up to that person. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes the entry a little bit less. As someone who like came to AO a little bit late, there is a little bit of that. Like I'm the guy outside of the clique. And mm-hmm. so if I know that there's somebody there who I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, we got you. And it just does, it, it represents, um, I think a, a way of representing, but also supporting those issues um, within a supporters group. I don't know what it's like to be a black person or a woman in a supporters group but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what those supporters groups can represent is that voice. If the supporters group says, Hey, we want to promote this. There's the rainbow loyals that can Mm -hmm. speak to uh, their experiences in that community and, and say, here are the, here are the issues, here are the people who need support. uh, And here's what we can do to make your community better. It's just an an easier way of touching those communities in a way that's uh, powerful and also folks like me can learn what you know learn and have a safe place to be like hey can we chat about this educate me or let me ask you some questions to educate myself like what resources can I go find so you don't have to feel like you're educating me all the time uh but I I think it's important and I've seen it you know we've seen it with um uh Richmond Kickers we've seen it with um uh Minnesota not Minnesota the flamingos yeah as well yeah we've seen this pop up from time to time and really kind of give a space to voice what it's like to be a black supporter and i think it's great well and the the kicker is like you don't have to
2: be black to be a black diamond you know i think that that was a really common question that i was getting a lot when i would when i would talk about it and you know Hmm. i was like well you know you don't need to be a black person you just need to support you know what we're trying to do which is you know obviously create an all-inclusive space and you know and you know we want to have the cross-cultural values but that comes from having cultures present that you can engage in that's how you get cross-cultural experiences so i mean it's open to everyone you know and you know and that's that's the gist
0: Nice. Well, congratulations i know that was a lot of hard work uh so we wanted to shout that out and uh you. you can Thank find uh, more information at by Chris Walker or at Black Diamond SNM. Black Diamonds, New Mexico. Black Diamonds, New Mexico. All right. Um, some other big news that came out this uh, week, I think today, um, is Jack Metcalf is on team of the week. Um, yes. are we surprised? No. No, because he's been just killing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Putting in the he's, work.
0: I mean he I think in in general, I think he's a fan favorite just before the season started. Um, and I think this is well deserved. I know a lot of defensive players don't always get the um, the love and the credit as a goal scorer would or you know someone may be a little bit flashier, but he's put in um, some good performances. Um, the community loves him. Um, he's really responsive to the community as well. He's kind of come in and um, made San Diego his own. Um, and so congratulations to Jack Metcalf for winning, uh, being named to, uh, the USL team of the week, uh, starting right back. Uh, so shout out to Jack Metcalf and, uh, congratulations. I know he would say it's a team effort and, you know, you know <laughs> the, the usual plaudits of, Hey, we're, it's all about a team and I can only be as good as the guys around me and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. But come on, Jack, we know you're a baller and you're balling yeah. out right now. So congratulations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When uh, when I was at the match on Saturday, I was just in awe of like the continued. Like, um, I don't even know how to say this. Like, he's always doing what he needs to do, always in the right spot, and um, you know, it's like you said, it's like always the flashy ones that get like the notoriety from you know the most you know the average fan right but like it's nice to be able to see that in action because we saw a lot of it last year and um uh, you don't always see it on the broadcasts um because they may not be focused on jack you know going up and down the field so i'm happy for him and uh, yeah i was telling cesar about it in the in the media uh, box and stuff talking about it so it was really cool um to see that he got that honor so, I don't
0: have yeah. anything else. <laughs> I mean, we had a, we had a game so on Saturday. We had a game on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, being back at home felt nice. Um, it was um, there you are. quite lovely. The supporter section was pretty full, pretty loud, uh, mm-hmm. which was nice. You could spend your time on the – if you re-watch uh, the game – uh, you're hearing him sing. You're hearing him drum. Um, it was quite an atmosphere to come back to. Uh, I know that in almost every single answer or every single person who gave an interview at the end of the match uh, mm-hmm. spoke to uh, how much they enjoyed being back home, how much the fans meant to them, uh, and how they kind of pushed them toward the end. And, it, I mean, it's either the game was are we going to get snake bitten again and not be able to score? I mean, you don't score to the 56th minute and you don't go ahead to the 87th. Um, I I think that having the home fans there really pushed the team and they meant they said it, they pushed the team to the end Uh, and we have to give credit to the 12th man or the 12th person um, in the stands really showing that energy. And I thought um, there was, there was like a few boos, but like super positive throughout the whole match I didn't feel the energy drop as we got toward the end. It was phenomenal. Marissa, what did you think?
1: Um, You know, the uh, locals obviously, you know, stepped it up. Obviously you were there. You were in the middle of it. Um, But I also feel like there was the energy in the midfield. Like, I was right in the middle section above the fans, and, like, they got a few times, they got, like, the locals kind of like filtered their chance into the stands and it was really kind of interesting to see. Cause I was like, wait, this is only in 33% capacity. Like it totally didn't feel, and I don't know if it was because we had nothing last year after, you know, March 7th, or it was just like the levels of energy throughout the crowd were, were there. Um Obviously the the play was definitely different. You know, we had some new, new pieces, to add to the mix, so um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that. But um, yeah, it just, it was really nice to be back there and see people again, people that I had seen on March 7th. And I really didn't have any expectations, honestly, like in terms of seeing people, it wasn't like, cause I was like, okay, I'm, we're gonna lead up to that 100% capacity it's happening later on this month. Um, so it was just nice to feel that type of energy in San Diego.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the fun, p- funny part is I went to that loyal Shavos bonfire thing the night before mm-hmm. and Tony from Two Balls and a Mic was like, you know, I wanna point out that this is the f- only the fourth time that we have talked in person. And I was like, <laughs> what? No, we know each other. And he's like, yeah. no, this is like the fourth time. And I think that's part of it too, was like mm-hmm. we'd spent so much time building this community in a digital world that yeah. coming back in person has felt so good. Um, and um, yeah, it was hard to recognize with all the mask on. Yeah. We we're reintroducing yourself to people you saw before yeah. and who you you know who they are, but you're like, who are you? You're wearing face mask and a hat and sunglasses and <laughs> You're, like, incognito for a second. Like, even Ricardo was, like, who? Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. It, it, it was even a little bit tough.
1: You, Alan, I didn't recognize you right away. because like, you had your full, like, <laughs> the full mask, and then I didn't see the hat. And, like, we yeah. didn't talk about you being there. So it was, like, oh, hey what's up hi like i had
0: no idea it was kind of funny <laughs> i had my full gator on so it was like yeah. you couldn't even see the beard so
1: yeah exactly yeah. chris
0: what did you uh what did you see from uh watching this on the tv could you feel that energy and excitement or yeah i mean i was getting
2: i was getting some of that live live feed you know what i mean like t- definitely i mean i was getting a video of you playing drums so that was tight and uh yeah, and just watching it on TV, man, you can see the vibe. I I, I had, you know, I am like re watching it as we're kind of hanging out, looking at some of the highlights and so to say. And I could definitely see the vibes were there. I mean, it was good for you guys to be able to be in the stands again
0: okay. <laughs> because,
2: you know, that certainly had to be a part of what was going on the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, just seeing all those fans there, it's like, wow, there you go, you guys. You you know, getting getting those vibes. I mean, trust me. I know from I know from on hand from not seeing live matches for a full year what it's like. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So let's talk about some. um, Do we want to do things we can improve, or or things that didn't go well for, or things that went well first? What do we want to start with? Uh,
1: Let's go with things we can improve because I want to. Um, I hate to be negative, Nancy, but what? I think no. <laughs> um, I think there's um, the, we obviously saw tons of improvement just in general, especially in the the last third of the the pitch. Um, I think just continuing to um, you know if Miguel continues to start, like I don't know if they're going to bring him in on, as a piece you know, after a few minutes or after the second or in the second half or whatnot. But, um, I think just finishing is really important. Um, they did it, they did open up a lot of chances, I think, but, um, almost like, I mean, I was watching some highlights, you know, from the beginning where like Corey like headed it right to the goalie and then like Jack, like kicked it pretty hard, but kicked it right to the goalie. And I don't know if that's, Um, you know, it's not a bad thing because they were getting shots on goal, which is something that we were totally wanting and needing from the last four matches. But, um, maybe that will help with, um, and it could have been nerves too. I don't know if it was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm here and I have my chance and I need to, um, get there. And then obviously the fact that they were down, um, after a a silly defensive mistake, in my opinion. Um, I think that maybe that's contributed to, you know, maybe not being too creative with with the shots and just trying to shoot it so that hopefully it'll go in and they'll make, um, yeah. Glenn says that we outshot them 21 to 5, and I was looking at that earlier, the actual stats. Is like, oh, my God, like this is I had not seen this for a long time. And I was really excited. Um, Yeah, 21 total shots and 10 shots on target. And they had five shots and four shots on target. So a lot of
0: a lot of even (laughs) a lot of the Las Vegas shots uh, came toward the end. Um, Mm -hmm. And so so most of the game, San Diego was completely out playing Las Vegas um, the early part, there was tons of good pressing, but I, we're going to focus on the things we can do better. Um, I thought uh, Jack Mayer, uh, the new defend, uh, center back, um, I thought overall he had a pretty good game, but giving up that goal, it was just one of those moments where everyone kind of switched off. It's yeah. a throw-in. Mayer got beat to the, the uh, touchline. He didn't really do a ton to kind of put his guy off. Um, and he got by him and then it was a two-on-one versus tv Um, and maybe he steps a little bit too narrow and allows that passing lane to open up behind him but i guess if you step over a little bit more is it going to pass the other way Um, and just kind of a defensive breakdown and it was one of those goals early on in the 17th minute where you're just like all right here we go again this is going to be the Tacoma match. This is going to be RGV where we give up a goal and then we can't. I mean, I think I said it multiple times during the the broadcast. It's like we've never come from behind to win. So like you go down, you're like, well, all right, here we go. <laughs> um, Chris, what did you see? Some some issues on the pitch. I
2: mean, let's just talk more about that goal that 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 Las Vegas Lights got in the first half. I mean, you know this, like it's like what you know what Marissa was saying, but really it was just like watching it happen. I mean, they just didn't have good awareness on the backside. You know what I mean? I mean, cause you have the one guy take it to the baseline. He finds his guy chilling at the top of the, of the box gives it right to him. Boom. It's in, you know, but it's like that one guy, if he were marked, you know, properly, if they were like, okay, you know what? Like this guy is just chilling outside the box. Let's mark him. So if they marked him that goal more likely wouldn't have gone in. Right. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. just face, face that, but you know, the things that they could do better. I mean, it's not playing out of your defending half, like for loads of time, you know what I mean? Cause the team was definitely struggling in previous weeks to really, you know, create chances. So obviously they had to deal, like you said, with a little of that press, you know, and that's where Las Vegas was thriving. Um, what up to Andy King in the comments? We're definitely a bunch of nerds. Sometimes grape flavor, sometimes purple lavender flavor. It just depends. But, um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately the first half, if they can, like, get that back, they'll do some things differently. I did, you know, I, we're not on the, the point of what we liked
0: yet, right? We're still talking about the things they could improve in. I mean, we can transition at any point. This is our show, right? Hey, so if you no, want to start bad and then take it to good, I'm, I'm, not, will, I'm on that say, ride with you.
2: I will say the chances that were created in the first half were nice. Like, there were several instances of them playing off of, like, ooh, there goes that goal at 56. But um, there's them playing like crosses to like headers. Like, that's good. If that's going to be your thing, that's great. I mean, there were instances where Ben Spencer was like, was connected with one of those. Right. So, I mean, those are, those are good instances. I like that. I mean, they're getting into dangerous spaces. The headers are going to give them a little bit more. And then, uh, yeah. And then I just happened to watch this very thing that you're showing on the screen of the goal scored at the 56th. Um, the goalkeeper definitely screened, right? Like, went the way that the way that shot is set up
0: yeah i think usl tactics put this together and this yeah. is what i was going to talk about things that went well like it's not just so much the, the the run from guido to pull up or the pass from jack blake to pick out guido it's also that run um, from uh, miguel berry like he brings five dudes with him into that box like the the tactical gravity if you will it just pulls this guy in And then Mm -hmm. Guido is smart enough to know, hey, all of these guys are dropping. That's going to open up that space right at the top of the box where, you know, you want your number 10 to Mm -hmm. hang out. Like you don't need him in the box. And then with that Jack Metcalf run on the other side, that freezes that outside defender. And so that outside defender is having to kind of both keep Blake from shooting, but also trying to watch that overlap run. And it really puts him in a tough position when all of your back lines dropping and then he's kind of a two on one. And now Jack Blake can either hit the, the overlap uh, with Jack Blake um, or, or sorry with Jack Metcalf or Blake can put it back to the center to Guido. Um, and he does that. And then he uses the defender as a screen. I think it goes between his legs even. Yeah. And you know, a goal, a goalkeeper being screened by his own dude, like it's, It's one of the smart plays. You see this in hockey too, where you just use that defender. um, uh, You use him to your advantage. Um, And he opens up those hips really late and just puts into that bottom corner. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And Barry coming on, you can see the energy. You can see he's a big guy. He's a powerful guy. He's a really fast guy. And we've talked about this before, missing that pace. That pace element really puts that back line under pressure. And Barry has that pace. We saw it like he can run down some balls. We saw it Mm -hmm. last season where you like save that ball from going out in the corner and then put it back in for a beautiful goal. Um, You see the pace he brings, which pushes that back line a little bit further back. And then you have all that space in the middle for Guido and Blake to operate in. And I don't think we had that before. Um, And it's all about opening up and finding that space. How do you think we got, um, those those late additions
2: like that just before the transfer window closed like what do you what do you think the conversation was um with landon and and what do you think it took to make those those acquisitions happen especially after the last conversation about you know not having the budget
0: I mean, I, I think it's a combination of everything. You get a little bit of financial injection finalized. Um, it's the end of a transfer window. So like a guy like Barry is, maybe Columbus is saying, we'll see how much time he gets and he's not breaking in. Or, and or, you know, we're, we're, we don't need him right now. So we're going to send him down where we know he's going to get minutes and develop even further at a professional level. Um, a guy like Ibarra is probably waiting for an MLS call and not getting it. Um, or not getting at what he wants. Uh, and so signing with um, Loyal, maybe he gets that one more shot, what we saw with Rubin, although I think Rubin's a little bit younger than him. But there, there's there's room to, to prove. And then uh, Jack Mayer. Did
1: you go Freeze.
2: He might have, but yeah,
1: thank you, for us. <laughs>
2: But but the thing that he's pointing out is just the fact that you know clubs are trying to get their players like minutes, and the thing that I I was really interested about is like okay, like so obviously they really do trust Landon, right? As far as you know, they do trust Landon as far as like what he's doing there to send their players there. I mean, that's got to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they know that he's going to he's gonna put them in. I mean, I just, again, to be a fly in the wall, I wonder what Landon says to these other clubs. Like, please, 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 <laughs> please just give us like these players. We need them. Look, I know you're not using them because I was on your site last night. And this guy has not broken into the twenty five. Please, please, please! Like I have to imagine, we got some of that going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm not sure if uh, MLS clubs require a certain amount of time. Some some deals do. Like, hey, you want to be? A, we want this guy to start. Um, but it, I, I think, the guys like. Uh, guys who are low knees need to earn their spot on the pitch if they're not performing the coach is under no obligation to play him uh, you might get somebody recalled uh jack Mayer could be a starter i mean i really liked i mean they put josh yarrow on at the end and moved uh tv into this like holding midfielder role and i didn't hate it um mm-hmm. he the defensive mindset uh but he's also he's quick he's smart um and maybe a late addition to a match is um, you, you know, you bring in another center back, so you essentially have three center backs on the pitch. Uh, we saw Orange County do this with Michael Orozco um, the past couple weeks uh, against Sacramento to some success. Against LA, to I mean, you might argue not success, although you only can watch half the match. Um, I see Jack Mayer getting some minutes for sure, um, but we were told in the match, uh, obviously Yarrow is back enough to play he got some minutes but maybe not a starter and Grant Stoneman is definitely pretty close to coming back as well um so with Stoney coming back with Josh Yarrow coming back you might not see a Jack Mayer as much uh but he gives that depth and he was really good um I mean he's not great but he was good he had that one little hiccup um but on the the length of the match he was pretty good And then, obviously, we we won. That's something that we did well. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I predicted right. Finally,
2: hey, tell her what she's won.
1: Two one. You
2: won a Fairweather podcast coaster.
1: Yes, (laughs) which I forgot to bring with me for the match. So, uh
0: oh. Hey, y'all, hit her up. Hit her up.
1: I'll have it with the next match, hopefully.
0: Huh. Um yeah, and then on that goal mouse scramble, I think Jack Metcalf actually got an assist on that one somehow. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how. Uh I think he was the guy who kicked it right before uh Hertzog kicked it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think having a goal like that go in <sighs> yeah. um Hertzog spoke about after the match, it's kinda like gets the monkey off your back. Yeah. Um you know, you you play Tacoma and you have like 40 million shots and only one goes in, uh, your XG for this game was, I think almost three. So it's like you have these, the the team is doing what they need to do to get in position to, to score goals. right? And they just aren't going in and to see a goal like that, where, you know, two weeks ago that's bouncing off or that's, that's like the Ibarra header where it just skips just wide. You, it's just, it's heartbreaking because you know that that's, that should go in more often than not, um, and it hadn't been earlier in the season. So hopefully this gives some of the guys a little bit of confidence to keep shooting um, and to um, relax a little bit, maybe not overthink their shots, and hopefully we see an increase in goal scoring. Um, because if you're scoring goals and you're, con- you're controlling possession, um, the defense doesn't have to work as hard. right? If you're, um, if you're out there um, controlling possession, Uh, dominating the team in the offensive zone, your defense has an opportunity to kind of take some breathers. Whereas, you know, you're playing like a Phoenix team, like the first game this year, the first game last year, just so overwhelmed that you never really feel like you recover and get your feet under you. Uh, So fighting to the end and coming back to win is a huge three points for the team. And it's the first time they've come from behind to win
2: they look good. I mean, they looked good together considering new pieces and they probably hadn't had the new players for a long time, but you know what? They, it was just real recognized real, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's ultimately what, what puts, pulls that together.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see Barry start. Um, I think Hertzog, he was happy with wherever he's going to play. Um, obviously you want him to, I think he worked off of Barry really well. I think it's a really good, um, team up um a really good striker pairing um and uh to moshabani looked real good that shoulder shimmy <laughs> oh. did he drop
2: the shoulder and do like a head fake is that what it was because yeah, you,
0: you know he likes to cut uh he likes to cut in a lot like that's his move and he made that move and the defender was like whoop and then he kicked it down the side and that's the second goal that's how it started um Also really good on that second goal was Yarrow stepping up into that space Mm -hmm. uh, to find uh, that pass across to to Tumi Shobani. It was a a little bit reminiscent of the second goal in Tacoma last year, where it was just kind of a couple really good, smart plays. Not necessarily flashy, not necessarily anything that you're going to know or recognize, but Yarrow stepping up into space. Finding that pass across a really good individual play like um, last time it was wall. I think with a holdup play that allowed Elijah Martin to get the ball to Jack Metcalf. Uh, mm-hmm. this is a kind of thing like an in one individual play to break defense down. that's what you need to do that's what you want those from those playmakers uh, and then him to be able to put that ball in. A couple really nice saves from uh, Alex Rando. I thought he had a pretty decent game at uh, a goalkeeper from Vegas. And <laughs> but the ball finally dropped to Corey Herzog, who is a, you know, he's a poacher if he's anything else. And he was able to just flick it in. And that's I was so like it was so loud. Andrew vasiliadis came up to the supporter sections. He was waving the flag around and jumping around. You can tell it was a huge win for everybody, not just the fans, but the guys on the pitch, people in the front office. Uh, huge win.
2: Well, you know, if they don't be lights, <clears throat> they don't be. If they don't be lights, then you know, there might it might have just been a whole different like type of vibe after that, mm-hmm. right? I mean,
0: yeah, he probably had like three or four. Corey Hartthung probably had three or four Dr. Peppers that night. Now, I do want to <laughs> say, like, yes, Vegas has been pretty rough, but it's not like they're not talented. Like Cal Jennings is a yeah. is a good soccer player. He was from on Indy 11 last, or he was drafted and then picked up by Indy 11, and then they sold his rights to LAFC. So there's like guys that have been up and down. Uh, Danny Cristostomo was was pretty solid for Orange County last season. It's not like you're playing a terrible team. It's just tough when you don't all, you probably don't all train together. You don't play together often. Right. You're still playing some pretty talented individuals, but you're not playing a good team. Um, so yes, if we lost to Vegas, that would be uh, terrible um, for terrible, sure. As terrible, as Charles
1: Barkley would say.
0: Terrible, <laughs> or like the or like the French like to say, terrible. <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, but I thought it was uh, it was some some dueling tactics. Uh, Las Vegas uh, shifted their formation partway through the match. Uh, and loyal had to respond, and I thought they responded pretty well with some individual performances to overcome that shift. Um, and I thought it on on the whole a very positive uh, evening.
2: Where was Landon at that evening, guys? He
1: was, he was, he was uh, in, in, the, in the owner's box,
0: and then he stopped by the commentary box at halftime.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um. Some other things um, from around the USL Ooh. is what did our rivals do? Um, Phoenix <laughs> went to Sacramento and beat Sacramento in Sacramento for, I think, the first time in a while. I don't. I think they don't go into Sacramento very well, but they only won. It was a 1-0 victory for Phoenix Rising. Um, so not a huge shock there, but a, a good outcome. Uh, if you're San Diego, obviously Phoenix is going to be uh, probably top of the Pacific, um, and so you lost a match against them. You want all of your uh, frenemies to also lose a match against them, so that's a decent result for uh, San Diego as far as Sacramento's dropping points at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another team to drop points at home was Orange County losing to Los Dos 4-3. to oh. um, I don't know what happened in the first half and it was 3-1 to because – there was some internet issues. Uh, so apparently chance- they had
2: those internet issues too.
0: Right. Uh, I only got a chance to watch the second half of the match. Um, and orange County looked like they're a team that can come back, but then they just kind of gave it up at the end. They ran out of gas and Los dos uh, takes that four to three, um, which is bad and good Los, uh Los dos has been kind of up and down this season. Uh, Orange County, I think this is their third match. Uh, yeah and they are one and two and LA is three two and two and they've played seven matches. Um, so good and bad in the sense that uh, Sacramento's dropping some points they are two, two and oh. Um, So they're on six points after four matches. Orange County is uh, three points after three matches. Uh, Tacoma was supposed to play, but they didn't because of weather. Hmm. Uh, so they did not have their match. Um, and we played LV. Phoenix played Sac Republic. And Oakland Roots are still sitting on their second match. And I believe they play tomorrow against Sacramento. So uh, check that one out. It's at 8 p.m. Uh, hmm. Oakland Roots versus Sacramento, Sac Republic. Um, and... Apparently, there was a PK in the first half. Not sure what happened. Yeah, there should have been a PK in our match. RAR. Uh, but yeah, so Rawr. our rivals are, um, the ones that were probably fighting for that playoff spot. Uh, Sac Republic and Orange County both dropping points. Uh, so for San Diego, that is a good sign. Um, but it's a long season, and if there's anything, um, We know about long seasons is things can change in a couple weeks. You have a good run. A couple teams don't have a good run, and you're right back to where uh, you want to be. Yes, the next game uh, that we play is against Phoenix on the road this weekend. Nope. Yes, this weekend. Yes, this weekend. Uh, and And then we have... Whoops, that's the wrong button. On the road again. On the road again. We have two more on the road before we come back home. June 5th against Phoenix. And then June 9th against away at Orange County. And the locals are putting together a bus trip for that. If you are there inquiring about a bus trip to that, um, there's also the 1904 versus Cal Strikers match earlier in the day. So if you want a full day of footy in Orange County. Uh, head up to Championship Soccer Stadium on that June 9th, and you can watch Local 1904 take on Cal United Strikers. Cal United? Cal United Strikers. Yeah. At 2 o'clock. Um, location to be confirmed at 2 p.m., and then uh, you can stay. And I think that we are planning on doing a live podcast with our friends from Orange & Black Soccer Cast in the stadium before the match. Nice. Uh, so nice. that is the plan so you guys can stop by there's usually a tent out um to the what is that saddle saddle
1: stop your complex something
2: he's he froze it. he's
1: got internet problems tonight
2: he froze <laughs> i it, i hooked up my internet
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's all good man and froze again.
2: So cool that they're doing a live podcast. Honestly, if you can go and jump behind them if they're filming, definitely do that. There's nothing better than a couple of people to be photo to be like video bombing the uh, the old live podcast. Right, right.
1: Yes, of course. We'll see how that goes. I don't know if we're gonna have our own show next week because uh, there we go. And Alan's
0: back. He's back. Can I? I talk too much.
1: You're having you're having internet issues. It's all good. <laughs> uh, free beer night at what OC. About, I don't know. I've never beers? been to OC, so I don't know.
0: Uh, they had like a dollar beer night, and then they ran out of dollar beers, so they stopped selling dollar beers. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: was it? Was it Pops or Was it Keystone?
0: Uh, and that was like actually a pretty decent decent beer i think it might have been it might have been ballast point or stone or one of those it was like a decent beer but mm. it was a giant line and then they ran out so uh, mm. if you're planning on getting there get there a little bit early um, it's super easy to get in and out of and um, they always have i think they have food trucks last time i'm not sure what you're gonna have as far as options this time but uh, if you're considering it uh, it's a great trip Pretty easy to get in and out. Um, and it's a fun place to watch a soccer match. Uh, so it'll be fun. And then stop by our little live show and uh, say hey.
1: It's cool. Yeah. Mad Dog 40 40. I don't know what that means. 40 40. Oh, okay. 40s. 40 ounce, I think. I think uh, that's where Glenn gets his name, Mad Dog. You know?
0: You think so? Edward, Anyways. Edward 40 Hands. <laughs> That's I would funny. not recommend playing that in the soccer match, <laughs> although they do have indoor bathrooms and the bathroom facilities are great. so
1: yes, I have seen the, I have seen the grounds before. I've never watched a match there because uh, when I went for battalion, they forfeited the other team forfeited. so that was kind of cool. anyways, it's another story. Um, yeah, any
0: any final thoughts, Chris? Yeah.
2: I got a final thought for you, Alan.
0: Wait on me, man. Marissa's just waiting.
2: She just knows it's just I'm like it's removed not from
1: studio. Let's go.
2: <laughs> the naked chicken chalupa. Oh is so damn good.
1: Oh yeah. I heard I saw someone judging you for ordering Taco Bell.
2: Hey, you know what? When it's midnight and you don't want to go out the house, you utilize the the DoorDash.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, it was actually like, really good. It's like a chicken as the shell.
2: Yeah, it was literally so this like,
0: like... This is like the taco version of the Double Down from KFC, where it was like yes. the chicken was the bun. Yeah, I'm for that.
2: Yeah, it was so good, dude. It was like literally like just taking pliable chicken... Putting like you know like lettuce and tomatoes and the you know the taco toppings and just boom eating it. I really like that. I gotta say.
1: So low carb can, version, low carbs. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's breaded, so yeah, sure.
1: Oh, okay. Well, but can, it still would be breaded with the chip yeah. tortilla. So yes, yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. <laughs> it was so it was good. I can see after like a night out of frivolity or a night in a frivolity, whenever you're... <laughs> or frolicking. That, uh, frolicking, yes. That you get hungry for junk food and you order a naked chicken chalupa or five. And um, you
2: tip the driver 25% to make sure that the what happened the night before doesn't happen again, which is, you know, you got a driver lined up and then all of a sudden they keep dropping your order because... You know, I mean, hell, maybe the night before I only ordered one thing. So then they're like, mm-hmm. "What? His twenty five percent tip is still two dollars? This is not going to work." <laughs>
0: that Sorry. is definitely one of the downsides. Like, I've had orders canceled after I've like, I'm like, man, I'm getting some delicious Thai food. I am I was in for this. Or like, we've accepted your order. I'm like, yes, we're making it. And then it's like, <laughs> order canceled. I'm like, yeah, right. And it's and like now it's now it's ten o five and everything's closed. Uh, and I'm like, I could have just went to pick this up myself.
2: No, damn it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's
2: whatever. my final thought. Go ahead, Marcel. Yeah, yours.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I ordered DoorDash for my birthday because I was day drinking all day. So it's cool. I don't judge. We had Red Robin though. So
2: oh, but you don't get those refillable fries.
1: No, it's okay. We got like. Two burgers with fries and an s- appetizer with fries. So I think it's okay.
0: Did you get the campfire sauce? No. No. Mm. My, no. My hot take on Red Robin is their fries are trash.
1: Okay.
0: Damn. <laughs> I, I don't Wait. like steak fries though. So that's, they're too potatoey. Like I want well, more crisp potato. potato, there's fries, just two potatoes. So it's okay. Ooh, Anyways, I had some
1: fresh. really good food in Palm Springs though. So,
0: what'd you have? Tell us.
1: Um,
2: Don't remember.
1: Uh, bacon flight.
2: Oh, I saw a picture of this. There was like different toppings on the bacon, right? Like, Mm -hmm, you had jalapeno. What else did you have?
1: Um, pomegranate, apple, cinnamon, applewood smoked, and jalapeno. And then there was another one, but I can't remember. Five pieces of bacon, awesome.
2: How much does a bacon flight cost for those who wanting to? Who are trying to figure oh, this out? Who are listening? It was to this. seven dollars. Say what?
1: Seven.
0: Oh, I thought you said twenty-seven.
1: No, seven dollars.
0: No, seven dollars. For twenty-seven dollars, that's a lot of bacon.
1: No, it's seven, seven.
2: Hey, you know what though? There is, isn't there, a spot in Vegas where you can get a hundred-dollar burger? I'm trying to go do that. Oh.
0: I would rather have a hundred one-dollar burgers than one one hundred-dollar burger. I think. <laughs> Or maybe like fifty-two-dollar burgers. Is that
1: one-dollar <laughs> <laughs> one-dollar hot dog, $1 hot two-dollar water?
0: You know, twenty-five-four-dollar burgers.
2: I mean, Alan, I wish I knew you back in the mid-nineties when they were doing the thirty-nine-cent uh, oh, hamburgers, forty-nine-cent cheeseburger nights. I like because that. I feel like you would definitely drop like a hundo on that situation. What's
1: the color? Those
0: colors, so yeah. Nice. I, I, back in the like, it would be like we go to McDonald's and I'm like, I'm getting three double cheeseburgers with no pickle, like that's how I'm gonna roll, no pickle. Yeah, I'm, pickles a food bully. Like you, like pickles, you have to use <laughs> sparingly because if you have pickle, it like everything tastes like pickle. Tastes like like pickle. I, yeah. I get it on like 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 chicken sandwiches, even if you like take the pickle off, like the pickle essence remains, like. There's no getting rid of once pickle has touched your food, it's going to taste like pickle, <laughs> pickle every fruit. time. Just like every, olives, it's like, olives, like yes. olives. olives, pickles—they're food bullies. I don't want them on my food, destroying the flavor of everything else. I want to yeah. taste my meat. I don't want like pickles <laughs> I that like, feel like meat. meat. I want to. I want to <laughs> eat the cheeseburger. I don't want to eat a pickle burger.
1: Save it's that gross. clip. Oh, save that clip. <laughs>
2: But I mean, look, you know, when you're on a budget, you want every extra
0: damn thing in the food. You need extra crunch.
1: No no pickles. Team no pickles. And Tony,
0: it's probably Tony in the the chat on two balls and a mic. This is my truth. You can have your truth and like pickles. I'm speaking my truth. You don't have to like it. But pickles and me, I just want to taste my meat. Yes. It's true. All right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Save that clip, please. <laughs> meat to
0: face. meat to face. Oh Lordy.
1: All right, where can we find you, Alan? We need to change the name to Alan. Find I me. want to taste my meat Underwood. You can
0: find me eating my meat at a underwood 48 in the. Machine. <laughs> please someone turn that into a gif. with what sound? with sound?
1: <laughs> and where can we find you, Chris?
2: Man, too many places. Uh, so you can find me at by Chris Walker on Instagram and Twitter. And go give Black Diamonds NM a follow.
1: Yes. And you guys can find me at hashtag Marissa on Instagram and Twitter. Check out that bacon flight picture on my Instagram in the highlights. And uh, okay, Alan. <laughs> Uh, we will be back Sometime next week I don't know We'll be on the OC Or Alan for sure will be on the OC show Maybe I'll call in If uh, um, What's his name lets me Allows me What's his name Ray
0: Ray and Dylan Yeah and Dylan. Oh yeah
1: They're my friend, They're my fans So they should let me um, Yeah so We will see you guys next week And thank you for joining us As always on the fair pod. Bye. Bye.
0: This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on BGN.FM. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS USL and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.